You're listening to It's In Our Nature, the podcast that celebrates the connections between people and nature, with host Adam McLean, the Nature Conservancy's Missouri State Director. For more information, visit nature.org forward slash Missouri. Hello, everyone. I'm Adam McLean, Missouri State Director for the Nature Conservancy. We're excited to have you listening today. This is our first ever podcast episode. And I would say you are in luck because we have a great show planned. And really our goal with this podcast and the future ones is gonna be sharing amazingly inspiring stories of what can happen when people in nature work together. Because that's our vision at the Nature Conservancy, which is a world where people in nature thrive together and it can and does happen. Before we get started, I have one request. That is, uh, if you like this podcast even just a little bit, please share it with others. We hope the stories we share inspire a deeper connection with the nature around you. So let's get into it. Um, Today we're talking with some incredible people about an incredible oasis in North St. Louis, and I'm joined by the people that made it happen. Rebecca Weaver is our city's program manager. Donna Washington is the urban farm manager at Project Oasis, and Pastor Andy Crumsig. Did I get it? You got that pretty Was good, that, Adam. <laughs> we even practiced beforehand. My goodness. Crumsig. There it uh, is, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thank you both so much for, for joining, all three of you. Um, and I'd say it's hard in my mind to think about how to paint the picture of this place over the airwaves like this when we don't have videos. But could you two try to do that for me? Just take me to, to Project Oasis and what it looks like and what it feels like. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, Project Oasis, Don, has been a few years in development, isn't it? Yes, it has. And we have uh, started with a vacant lot. It's an acre and a half vacant lot. Uh, used to have a warehouse on it years ago, and then it was just kind of no man's land. And then Jubilee Community Church, we got it from the city, and then we just kind of cut the weeds. And then we did a project with uh, MSD, Project Clear. And we were able to dig a hole 10 foot deep and 100 foot square and put a water retention system in the ground. And it was a big project. We learned a lot of lessons on that. And uh, so we've been we started working on this several years ago. And then uh, we were able to uh, Dr. Moore, who's our senior pastor, he was the one along with me and several others that were able to do this project. And then we, the purpose was to create it so that we could irrigate this acre and a half of property. Okay. And um, we didn't know how we were going to get all this done, but we knew we were supposed to move, move forward in doing it. And uh, we had had a very small um, plot of, you know, six, what did we have done? About six beds before that? Do you remember? Um, I wasn't a part of the church then, but I heard that, you know, people inside the church came out and they had sweet potatoes and cabbage and, you know, mostly the vegetables that are easily to grow in those areas. Yeah. And we had Carol Campbell and uh, Carol Camp and several other volunteers, Joanne and uh, some other guys as well. And we did these little plots and then we thought about doing something bigger. And it just became something that we thought, yes, we should do this. And we did. Um, and it's amazing how the resources have come together over the past few years. And Nature Conservancy was uh, a big part of that. In after we were getting going, then you guys heard about it. Somebody introduced us. Yeah. 
And it was just a wonderful partnership that began to happen. And, and you guys have been so gracious to us as we're in our learning curve. And uh, I don't know, we've learned a lot of good things. <laughs> yeah, some bad things, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to hear the bad things, Donna. Well, Spill it. Uh, well, about it, what, about a year ago, we, we used black tarp over the wintertime, okay. you know, the black plastic, where we were told that, we, you know, we should use clear. Well, we found out this year that that's not a good idea. That's more for keeping the plant warm and nice and toasty right. in the wintertime. So we had part of our garden was covered in black and the other part was covered in clear. Well, the black is nice and dark and beautiful and ready for planting. The clear weeds, <laughs> old vegetables and everything. So that was a good lesson yes. to learn. <laughs> yes. We can all take that lesson. And I'm, I'm calling you next time I need to tarp something just to make sure I get it right. Well, Donna, I'm really interested in you, how you, you said you weren't there at the beginning of the project, how you became involved in the project and um, what that looks like. Well, in the beginning, I went, I left the church that I was at because it just stopped happening. And I was looking for a church. Yep. So I saw Jubilee. It wasn't too far from where I lived. And I went in. And then that's when I met Andy and I met Dr. Moore. They were in the garden. It wasn't a garden at the time. <laughs> and they were always digging. They were always muddy. <laughs> they were all, you know. And then I heard about the stories that were happening back there, how uh, Dr. Moore would call Andy and Andy didn't hear him or vice versa because of the noise <laughs> from the machines. And then we... Asked the congregation, you know, would they like to come in and help? And so when they asked that, I wanted to help. I just wanted to get in there and help because I like working outside versus inside. And in that process, more people started coming and more people started coming. So then we got people and then Mission St. Louis brought volunteers. And then Andy was told about other volunteers from out of the state. And then they were coming in, helping us dig and make the berms and cover it and bring in chip wood chips. And it just took off. And we grew plants that we didn't know how it was going to you know, happen or what it was going to do. But it flourished. We would go out there and we would be pulling weeds. And then me, myself, <laughs> I would pick up, wipe it off, pop it in my mouth. And it was the most Ugh, words. I can't even say the words. It was different than the stuff that we bought in the grocery store. It was more tastier. It was more fruitier. So mm -hmm. from there, the people that came to help us, they were always coming from all over. And then the COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of put a stunt on us. We still grew, but we didn't have as many people as we had before pulling the weeds. So the weeds were trying to overtake the plants. Yes. Wow, you took me there. I, I, I was tasting cherry tomatoes that are still warm right off the oh, vine yes. as I was popping yes. them in my mouth. So yes. thank yes. you very much for that. Um, Becca, I'm going to invite you um, to chime in, too, about from the Nature Conservancy side, um, what this partnership has looked or felt like for you. Um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity uh, to join you all this morning. Um, to be a part of this project has been a dream come true true for me. I think what, from my perspective, um, the best part of this project are the strengths of the relationships that we have uh, with each other. And so it's been an honor to be 
in relationship with Pastor Andy and Pastor Gill and Dr. Moore now and Donna and Carol. Um, and so from my background, you know, in community-based conservation work, these are the dream projects that we get to be a part of and collaborate alongside. And what's happened at Jubilee Community Church really speaks to the leadership um, and the vision that lies within that neighborhood and within that church. And so to be a supporting partner in this effort has really been such an incredible opportunity for a demonstration of what happens when we collaborate across different sectors, across different areas of expertise. We all have something that we bring to the table and it's been such a wonderful opportunity to see kind of how all the different pieces have been able to weave together in a way that is supportive of, you know, overall the vision that's kind of emerging through everybody participating in this project. Um, and I feel like it really is representative of what happens when we're not going to prescribe, you know, what should go in what area or, you know, even from a nature perspective, it's like, yes, we know that tree canopy is beneficial. We know that it's important to have equitable access to healthy green spaces. But really what's most important, especially in a place like St. Louis is having the opportunity to support people in their own visions for what sustainable redevelopment looks like in St. Louis. And I feel like we've been able to be a part of something like that with Jubilee. Um, and it's been such a, an opportunity to, to work in this way. And I think it's important for TNC um, to be in support of projects like this, where we don't know necessarily what the outcomes are going to be. However, we know it's important to really listen and support community vision. Thank you, Becca. Okay, Pastor Andy, I'm gonna go back to something that you said. You said um, during the process, you had done a little bit and then you said you knew we, we were called to do more. I don't know that you used that word, but that's the sense that I got. Can you tell me a little bit about what that was or what that feels like? What, what was that thing that had, had it become very clear that this vision needs to take place and we're going to start? That's a good question, Adam. And I think what I've seen over the years, I'm, I'm starting to get to be an older man. I got a gray <laughs> beard and uh, life moves on. And I think we need to, when, when we look at things in life, I think we need to kind of understand the times, um, whether it's on a bigger picture or certainly on a smaller picture in our own little worlds. And there had been ideas that came our way from other people prior to when we did this that just, they were great ideas, but it just wasn't right time. And then uh, one of the guys that, helped introduce us to this in the very beginning was a guy named Jim Holtzman. Jim's become a very good friend and he did a great job of vision casting and all that. But at the beginning, when I first met him, it just didn't seem like it was time. And later on, we got reconnected that, uh, so that he could come and get the ideas back together and it fit. And then Jim actually connected us, I think, to the Nature Conservancy. And it just things started to line up mm -hmm. in the right way. And we were able to do the uh, MSD Project Clear project. And then we created, we, we've named this Jubilee Oasis Farm, right? So we're in the middle of North St. Louis, in the heart of North St. Louis. And we have a challenging community. It has a challenging history for a long, long time. And there are so many good things 
in North St. Louis, but we don't hear about the good things. Yes, and so that's part of who we are at Jubilee. Jubilee means a new beginning. It means a new start, a fresh start. It means leaving the past behind, learning from the past, but not getting stuck in the past. And then Oasis is the concept of, ah, something refreshing (laughs) for a change, those kinds of things. Oh, I was waiting for this. New birth. New birth. That's right. And so that's what Jubilee Oasis Farm is. And so, you know, the blackberries and the bush cherries and the tree cherries and the pawpaws and the jujubes in our little orchard space and the service berries and the figs. And then in the garden, we can grow anything we want every year, you know, (laughs) and the partnerships, sometimes they're repeating partnerships and sometimes they're new partnerships that develop. So you have to remain fluid, but you keep going through with a with a persevering spirit that doesn't give up and looks for hope all the time. Wow. Thank you. Donna, do you think you're growing more than vegetables in this I, project? I think I am. Mm. Uh, when we started, you know, I knew very little, uh, nothing. You know, uh, growing up, my mom and Mr. Eddie, that was my mother's friend, they always had a garden on the side of the house. So I knew about it, but I never really worked in it. I never really tilled it. I never really harvested it. Only thing I did was eat it, <laughs> and it was good. But working uh, in the garden at the church, we had lots of people that came out to help us. And one of them was Matt. Matt came and helped us with the orchard part of the garden, the fig trees. And the, and I've never eaten a raw fig before. And when he told us to pick it and eat it, I looked at it. I said, I don't know if I want to eat this. <laughs> but when I ate it, oh, my mouth was like, wow, what was that? I want more. So you, you learn a lot of things because I never knew that what a fig looked like. Because I've always had the fig newtons, right. you know, the stuff in the, in the middle. But I, if I had a choice between the fig newton and the raw fig, I'd take the raw fig. That's saying something. Oh, fig yes. newtons are pretty darn good. Uh, <laughs> no, wait till you taste one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, um, you know, I can picture and I know about the project, obviously. So you have all this water that's not going into the combined sewer overflow system because it's going in from your roof right into this giant cistern that you mm-hmm. can use for irrigation and watering. Um, you've done a lot of the work up top already of getting things installed. That'll be ongoing, working with community, with volunteers, and I'll, I'll make sure that I, well, let's just do that now. How would people come to connect with you if they want to come out and help? And will you give them a fig, Donna, if, oh, if they yes. come out and help? Okay. Yes, if it's any left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could contact us. Uh, my email address is stlandy, so S-T-L-A-N-D-Y, at, would you believe it, AOL.com. Wow. And uh, then my phone number is 314-518-0419, 518-0419 with that 314 area code. And Donna, what's your number? Okay, my um, email is Donna57Washington at yahoo.com. And my uh, phone number is 314-652-7116. And if not there, you could always leave a message. <laughs> So what, what's next for, um, what do you see coming this year, next year? Where do you hope this grows? Um, what's that vision look like? Well, we hope that because we didn't get enough volunteers last year, we did get volunteers, but not like we did the year before. 
but we're hoping that more will come out. And we did have our first group of volunteers that came out this past Saturday. And it was nice because we were able to do, what, about six berms or more? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they look good. I wish we had to took some pictures to show you, but they look good. We have not started planning. Hopefully this Saturday on the 27th, we may be able to plan, depending on the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had in, uh, uh, what was it, last fall, we had a group from Spire that came out. Yes. That was really neat. Spire guests. They had yeah. a, a great work day over there, and Nature Conservancy has come. We've had other groups to come, so we welcome any groups to come. There's plenty of things to do. Yes. Pulling weeds, spreading wood chips, and organizing things, and then... There's other projects that we need to do. We, we want to develop the composting area and some of the other kinds of things. And the more volunteers, the merrier. And we can organize people, can't we, Don? Yes, we can. I call her Sarge. She's good. 26 years military. I, I shoveled some mulch right next to Sarge. And so I, I remember her glancing over every once in a while to make sure I was still not just like leaning on the rake or the shovel. So I can attest to that. So we have... Um, uh, this year we're gonna. This will be the first time that we've done a hundred percent of the garden, and uh, we have some partnerships with a couple of restaurants that have are, are maybe going to use some of our things. And then what is the uh, local lo- uh, local harvest? Is that the one on the south side? Yes. Forgive me for forgetting the name right offhand, but there's a nice little grocery store on Morgan Ford. On Morgan Ford, right? Mm-hmm. And they they like to buy our things, and we're getting. Wow. We just did a little bit with them last year. This year we're going to be doing a lot more. Uh, the food hub, uh, right over on Sarah, is going to. They they've showed. They asked us what to, uh, or we asked them what can we grow for you yep. that you would want to buy from us, and they said uh, they gave us a whole list of peppers and all kinds of other herbs wow. and other things, and then they buy. The, they've got some funding that they're working with, and then they prepare meals, and we actually pick up meals from them to distribute in St. Louis. We feed mm. over three hundred people a week. Yes. Uh, through this whole COVID uh, situation. So lots of cool things happening. And then the orchard is getting more mature. Yes. And we probably won't see any pawpaws for another year or two, but I can't wait till we get those. And (laughs) then uh, the next thing, again, this is one of those things where we know we're going to get there, but the time's not right yet, is honey. We're going to eventually do honey, but we've got to develop the berms a little bit more surrounding the property. And the native flowers have been, uh, the native plants have been planted by seeds this spring. Yes. Tell them about the uh, little uh, thing Uh, we did last year, the demonstration garden. Okay. We have a a tool shed and we have two little small plots of lands and we use that for our demonstration garden. That's where the plants that are native to Missouri Mm -hmm. and um, we planted them in and we didn't think they were going to flourish but we were surprised they came out and they were beautiful mm. we're gonna have to show you those pictures too mm. but uh, <laughs> but now we have the berm that's on the obear side that's up near the orchard and it's bare right now and um, me and a couple of and carol and a couple of other volunteers came and we planted with seeds not with plants this time so we're hoping that some of that will start sprouting up soon so what's the, the picture of this around is if you can picture an acre and a half piece of land and surrounding the land is a berm that's about 18 inches tall and it's about 20 feet from one side of the berm to the other, 
side of the berm. And that is, so it's 18 inches. And, and we didn't want to put a fence around this property. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to say, we don't want you here. We wanted to say, let's create boundaries. Okay, yes. boundaries are good. And an 18-inch boundary is not enough to keep anybody out. And neither is a fence, anybody. Anyways, no. if, if somebody they wants get to, in, get in, to get they're in, they're going to get in. <laughs> so let's create an inviting place that says, come in here. And so we planted, these plants will be somewhere between 18 inches and three feet high. So we will have a natural fence of um, about five feet tall that will be beautiful. The bees mm. will like it. The birds will like it. The, the butterflies. Animal, the but- yeah, it's just going to be beautiful. So it's going to take a few years to get there, but we are so much looking forward to it. Yes. Wow. That sounds amazing, and I can picture it. Um, you know, in the work that we we do with native plant. I, you took me to a prairie, um, <laughs> and I can picture what a prairie looks like, and um, and I love them dearly. So um, I'm I'm excited to see that get incorporated in, and the bees and the whole system um, is sounding like each year it grows on itself in a in a way that is sustainable and thoughtful, and um, serving the community in really neat ways. So you know, Adam. The other part of this, the bigger picture of this, okay, this is Jubilee Oasis Farm. We have a partnership with the Nature Conservancy and volunteers, and it's all really good, but it's part of a bigger picture because our our neighborhood has been so challenged over this. There's been 70 years of disinvestment in North St. Louis, yes, and there's been all kinds of systemic things and individual things. You just name it all. It's all happened in our neighborhood. And as North St. Louis is poised to rebirth, the uh, geospatial agencies happening, Herbert Hoover Boys and Girls Club is doing something with the PGA and Urban K Life. There's a lot of things that are happening. We have to make sure that the people in our community can stay in our community Mm -hmm. and that they have ownership. And Jubilee Oasis Farm is right there on Aubert and Carter and Penrose and Grand Avenue. Right across the street are some abandoned buildings. We're going to rehab those abandoned buildings. There's some abandoned lots. We're going to put new construction on these things and make things viable for our neighbors so that there's health and beauty and refreshment and renewal that happens in our community. And the the garden, Jubilee Oasis Farm, is the seed part of that that will grow to flourishing as time takes its course and we do the things that we're supposed to do in the now to plant seeds for the future. Hmm. Very neat. Becca, any anything you'd like to join? You've been instrumental in, um, from the Nature Conservancy side of, yes, of um, working in this space. Is there anything else you would like to add about the project or the discussion today? Um, just an immense amount of gratitude. Um, to everyone involved in the project. Um, it's been um, a few years now since I've had the privilege of knowing Andy and Donna. Um, and I think from the TNC point of things with our focus on supporting community-driven green infrastructure work, I mean, what an example to come out of the gate with um, in, a, in being able to support what's happening at Jubilee Community Church. So a lot of appreciation for everyone that's helped to make this happen. And uh, we're honored to be a part of this. Agreed. I feel that gratitude as well. Well, Donna, I'm going to ask you to, to bring us home here a little bit. So um, this podcast is about 
stories of people in nature thriving together, trying to come up with solutions and projects where people can thrive and they can be taken care of, their needs are met, but nature is not is also thriving alongside them and supporting. Does that feel like what this project is in your mind and what any advice to anybody else thinking about similar projects out there? Yes, um, very much so. Um, I've been in North St. Louis all my life. I'm 63 years old. I did come and go being in the military, but uh, I came back and I came back on the north side because I could have went anywhere I wanted to go. Once upon a time, uh, North City used to thrive with everything from grocery stores to laundromats to um, what? Anything that you can basically think of, furniture stores, uh, they had gardens and everything. And then, you know, as I grew up and got older, everything started moving out. And when things started moving out, crime started coming in. So I feel that if we put this garden there, and that garden is to help the community because we are in a desert, vegetable desert. And if people are able to get decent vegetables, decent food, that would help them on that end. And then from there, we can give them jobs where they can make money, where they can take care of their families. Um, I feel that because we've been disenfranchised, if you will, that a lot of the stuff that's happening there is the reason behind all of that. So I know that it's not going to help 100% of everybody. But if you could just help one, that one can help another, and then that can help another. And then as far as the volunteer side, you might hear some real negative stuff about the North Side. But if you just come in and you just meet us mm. and you just work alongside of us and you just be with us, you know, you'll see a difference. We're not asking you to live here. We're just asking you to come, be a part, and then as you go away, spread it to someone else so others can come. Thank you so much. And I, um, I echo that encouragement. For anyone that's listening to this podcast, um, I think that was a great call to action for you to reach out and just go see and volunteer and participate in this incredible project. It's inspiring. And um, nothing beats a good day of work getting in the mud a little bit and pulling out some weeds and plants and moving some things around. So thank you for that offer. And I just want to say thank you so much from the Nature Conservancy to both of you and to everybody that's been involved in this project. And I know that is a large, large group of people yes. and we're inspired by it. Um, to Becca's point, it has um, been a great starting place for us to start working in, in the city, um, in ways that we never had in the past. And I think you all have, have done an incredible job of teaching us how to do that equitably and in the right ways and how to be supportive. Um, so thank you. Deepest gratitude from the Nature Conservancy to both of you. So in closing, thank you to our guests for sharing the story with us. And thank you for tuning in. For more information about the Nature Conservancy and what we do, visit nature.org forward slash Missouri. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can catch future episodes. <laughs>